John chapter 9, verse 1 says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, watch this, church, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Someone said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. I want to speak for a few moments today on the subject of from darkness to light, from dark to light, from dark to light. In this story, there is a man who is in a hopeless case. This man has been rejected by his community, by his family, by his friends. There is nothing that could be done for him. But right in the midst of his despair and agony and turmoil, he encounters someone called Jesus. And hopelessness would run into hope. Jesus was the answer for this man's crisis. And when this man's desperate situation was, was seen by the disciples that were with Jesus, a question arose in their hearts. Now I know that over the years, if you're like me, we've always been taught, it seems, not to question God. But over the years, as I've grown in the Lord and matured in the Lord, I've discovered that I don't believe that's necessary biblical. Because the way that you and I learn is to ask questions. And you cannot receive the proper information you need or the answers you need without asking a question. And so the disciples, watch this, asked the answer a question. Who's the answer? Jesus Christ. I love that. They asked, they turned and asked the answer a question and they said to him, who is it that has sinned? This man, did he sin or did his parents sin because he was born blind? Jesus answered their question specifically and he said, this man did not sin nor did his parents but the reason he is blind, basically, is that so the works of God can be revealed in him. I don't know about you today, but there are some questions in my life that I have only reserved to ask God about. There's some things that are so serious and, and things that I need answers to that I don't ask them to just anybody, but I've held them over and reserved them for Jesus himself. When there is a real issue, I've decided I'm gonna go straight to the answer and ask the answer a question this morning. 
Amen. So the disciples asked Jesus a question. Why is this man like he is? There's probably not anybody in this room that hasn't got on your knees at some point and asked God a question like, why are things like this, God? God, if you can change my situation, then why haven't you, Lord? If you can solve this problem I'm encountering, why haven't you, Lord? If you can help me, why haven't you, Lord? would you please explain why I'm going through what I'm going through God would you please explain to me why you did not heal this person or make a way why do we have to struggle God Lord Lord, would you just at least explain it I'm not just necessarily asking you to heal me at this moment or for a miracle right now or for a breakthrough right now Lord would you just please answer my question and, and, and explain why I must go through what I'm going through why is it like it is and when we're facing those kind of things we also many times want to cast blame in a different direction and we'll say maybe the blame ought to be on our mom or our dad or maybe we should blame the reason we're in what we're in on the background we come up through or situations we've had to face but Jesus said none of this is the issue in this situation with the blind man This man is in the situation he's in and he's been in it all of his life. Look, this man had never ever seen light. He had never seen a sunrise or a sunset or the stars twinkling in the nighttime. He had never seen birds flying across the horizon. He had never seen these things. He had been blind. He had been in this dilemma his entire life. But God is about to get the glory out of this man's situation. Understand Jesus' answer, his answer was better than the disciples' question. Their question was, Lord, why is he like this? But Jesus' answer was, he's not gonna stay like this. Don't you like that answer, amen? Isn't that better than why is he like this? I'd rather hear that any day. He's not gonna stay this way. You're not gonna stay there. I feel like telling somebody here today because Jesus is in the house, you're not gonna leave the same way you came in in Jesus' name. Understand, this man has been living in total darkness. Others around him had been living in daylight, but he's living in complete darkness, yet God is about to get the glory out of it. Hear me today, church family. There are some things in your life and there are some circumstances that seem so bad, it seems like God has forgotten you and every once in a while you need somebody to let you know somehow, some way God is gonna get the glory out of it. Amen. I remember as as we're preparing for Christmas they're preparing an orchestra that's going to come alongside our praise team and band and choir and they're going to help play on some songs and I cannot wait because back in the day I used to be in the band myself and and play an instrument but I remember when we would go to band practice at school and we would get in there a little earlier early before class we would begin to blow on our instruments we would blow crazy notes and play crazy rhythms all 
about 50 different people playing whatever they wanted to, making all these noises and the drums are, are tapping and hitting cymbals and it seemed like chaos, but all of a sudden at the proper time when class was supposed to start, our band director would swing the door open and walk into that room with his little baton or whatever it was and he would tap on his podium and we all came to attention. He would hold it up and he would come down with it and then we would all come together with the same note and the same rhythm and it would bring a beautiful harmony and melody. I've come to tell somebody your life may be a wreck. It may be chaos right now but the conductor Jesus Christ is about to step in on the scene and he's about to make something beautiful and a beautiful melody out of your chaos. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. God still knows how to get the glory out of the most difficult times in our lives. This man, this blind man was in a mess. But Jesus said, I'm going to get him out of it. Somebody here this morning is in a mess and Jesus is going to get you out of it. Oh, yes, he is. Then we read where Jesus stands in the face of this man who's blind in a terrible situation, been this way his whole life, and he says, I am the light of the world. Not I will be the light of the world, not I might be, not I hope to be. I am the light of the world right now. As I stand here in your face and you can't see the light, I'm still the light of the world. Even in the darkness you've been in all your life, I'm still the light of the world. And church, we gotta understand, while it may be dark in Carrollton, Georgia tonight, at some point it may be midnight somewhere else on the other side of the earth, it will still be light because the sun has never refused to shine. And if you're in a dark moment right now in your life or in your finances or in your family or in your marriage. Don't think for a moment that God has ceased to be who He is. He'll stand right in the face of your night, your darkness and tell you too, I am the light of your world. I'm the light of your world, child of God, in spite of what the doctors told you, in spite of what the lawyer has said, in spite of what your banker has said, in spite of what the reports say, I am. And he was telling him, you don't have to wait to know that I am. You can know that I am in the chaos. You can know that I am. All, all hell may be breaking loose. I am. While people may have walked off from you and turned their back and left you, I still am. When the doctor's report is not good, I still am. When he got through telling the man who he was, he did something unusual. He did something that made him look like he had no manners whatsoever. He spit on the ground. Jesus, Jesus, spit on the ground. How many of you used to get in trouble, guys, spitting on the ground? Well, Mama, if Jesus can do it, I, I can do it. Everybody, anybody ever use that line? <laughs> he did something crazy. He spit on the ground. Now listen, I believe too many people 
Too many churches today have gotten too systematic, too orderly, too predictable. And if we're really going to help somebody, if we're really going to bless somebody, we're going to have to break some so-called traditions and rules and get out of the box and do something unusual. We can't expect God to always follow our little schedules and our little charts and our little graphs and our little flow charts and our little plans. I've come to serve notice on us. We serve a God who'll spit on the ground. We have a God who'll do something crazy. We have a God sometimes who'll do something that doesn't make a bit of sense. And the church needs to break our boundaries open. It's time the church comes out of her closet. It's time the church comes out of her shell. And it's time the church finally does whatever God tells us to do, even if it looks crazy, even if they talk about us, even we need to do it anyhow. He spat on the ground. I'm sick of religion today. I'm sick of man-made theory. I'm sick of protocol. While hell is having a heyday, while demons are being turned loose, bringing torment to homes and families and marriages and bringing confusion to our young adults and teenagers today. We're all worried about protocol. We're all worried about nice little services and three-point messages. My God, we need something abnormal today. It's a new day. It's a new season. It's time to do what God wants us to do. He spit on the ground. He didn't just walk up to him and say, be healed, which he could have. He didn't walk up to him and take oil and put a cross on his forehead and he could have. He could have just thought it and he would have been healed. But he spit on the ground. He spit on the ground that thing you and I came from, mud, dirt, and clay. Let me tell you, church, there comes a time that you and I want victory so bad, we don't care what it takes. We don't care what the cost will be. Now I know some of us come in here dressed nice and we drove up in nice shiny washed wax cars and, and some have too much pride. You're not going to spit on me. You're not going to put any mud on me. Uh, 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 uh. But you get in a situation that's bad enough, that gets you low enough, where you get hopeless. Don't you tell me you won't be ready to do whatever God tells you to. If you really get in trouble, if you really want a miracle, you won't care what it costs and what it takes. You won't care if you have to lay flat on the floor and stay up all night. You won't care if you have to leap up and down. You won't care if you have to scream to the top of your lungs. You'll do whatever it takes. He spat on the ground. He made a little mud. Like we used to when I was kids, made mud pies. Anybody ever made mud pies? He made a little mud pie. And he put it on the man's eyes. But watch this. I'm trying to behave and calm down. I want you to get a hold of this this morning. After this, after all this, after Jesus spits, and then he 
makes mud, and then he picks it up and he smears it on his eyes. After all that, he still couldn't see. After Jesus, the master physician did this, he still he couldn't see. It was still dark. And you and I, Mount Holly, have got to be prepared for this moment too. I'm trying to grow us somewhere this morning. This man had met the Lord, but he still could not see. He had been ministered to by the Lord himself, but still couldn't see. Jesus made a mud pie, called it ointment. He anointed his eyes. The man was anointed, but he still couldn't see. But there's something we've got to understand about God's anointing. There is a time period that God anoints you, and when He anoints you, it may not look like it's really working. You and I have to be willing to be anointed and know when your time has come. You have to be willing to be anointed and still be in the dark. You have to be willing to get anointed and still remain in the background. Oh me, that's good preaching right there. Because so many don't, they think when they get anointed, they're ready for pulpit ministry. They're ready to be on TV. You gotta be willing to be anointed and be overlooked sometimes. You gotta be willing to be anointed and talked about sometimes. (laughs) You gotta be willing to be anointed and lied on sometimes. You gotta be willing to be anointed and still can't make your house payment sometimes. Oh, but if God anointed you though, if He put it on you and He put it in you, it's going to show up after a while. <laughs> At some point, it's coming out. I'm preaching to somebody today. God anointed you. He put it in you some time ago, but it's about to show up. Who am I preaching to? You can't tell me it just started today. God started making a mud pile a long time ago. He started working on you a long time ago. And if you're willing to look muddy, if you're willing to look foolish, if you're willing to look messy, if you're willing to hold on a little longer, sooner or later, the anointing is coming out and he's gonna bless you. Don't let the mud discourage you today. You may not feel anything yet. They may still be talking about you. But what God did yesterday is about to show up today. It's the anointing that brings us out. It's the anointing that pulls on us. And sometimes it takes a while for it to take effect. But if you hold on to God, everything He put in you is going to be worked right out of you. Some of you in this room still have mud on you this morning. Don't wipe it off. You may still be in the dark right now. Hold on. The blessing's on the way. 
Don't shout me down today. I don't have to scream and holler for a good amen. Come on. You know this is true. Well, Jesus, you did all you could, and I still can't see. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever asked him, Lord, why have you not come through yet? God, I'm in, still in trouble. I'm still, I still have mud on me. I still can't see my way clean. I still can't see my way out of this. I still can't see my way up. I can't see my way over. It looks like it's working for everybody else is being blessed. Everybody else is getting their answer. But it's not working for me. My friends are laughing at me. I got mud on my face. When are you, God, going to remember me? As the worship team comes this morning. When you read along in that story a little further, Jesus will say to the blind man, he'll give him instructions after he has spit on the ground and made mud, anointed his eyes, and nothing's happened. He says, I want you to go down to the pool at Siloam and wash yourself there. And when I read that, I got excited. Because I began to understand that God will ask you to go where you can't even see. I said, God will ask you to go places you can't even see. And all of a sudden, I remember what the Bible said. We walk by faith and not by sight, and the just live by faith. Understand today, church, God is raising up men. God is raising up women. God is raising up teenagers. God is raising up young adults. God is raising up a church who are willing to go even though they can't see. And let me tell you something today. God's got some things for you that you cannot see, that you have not seen. For the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man the things God has in store for them that love Him. So even when you can't see it, Keep walking, church. Even when you can't see it, keep crawling if you have to. Even if you can't feel it, keep on going if you have to. Because if He said it, He'll do it. If He told you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I want to tell the devil something today. I'm going to keep on walking. <laughs> I'll keep on crawling if I have to. <laughs> Even if I can't see where I'm going, I'm going to keep on moving forward. Even if we've been lied on, even if we've been talked about, even if nothing seems to be happening yet, I'm going to keep on crawling. Because the Lord told me to go, even in the dark. 
And if I can just make my way to the pool, everything is going to be all right. We've come here in this room today at this church to gather around the pool. And in the scripture, I heard Jesus say to the blind man, if you can just crawl to the pool, if you can just get to the water, if you can just press your way to the water, well, church, today we are at the pool and I feel the water up under my feet. I feel the water in my spirit. The blind man made his way down to the pool even though he couldn't see. I imagine he looked a little crazy. I imagine he looked a little foolish. He had mud smeared on his eyes. He's stumbling around trying to feel his way to the water and probably people were laughing at him and making fun of him but he had heard from the master physician if you can just get to the pool you're going to be blessed if you can just get to that water I'm going to touch you and I've come to tell somebody in this room we have gathered at the pool the Holy Ghost is in this place the presence of the Lord is here I feel the water moving I I feel him trembling. I feel him in this house. Lord, I know I'm anointed, but I can't see. But I'm a fighter and I'm a survivor. Because a weaker person or a weaker blind man wouldn't have made it this far. They wouldn't have even made it to this opportunity into the pool, but I'm here today. He stumbles his way looking foolish and crazy and he gets down in the water and he begins to wash in the water. Listen, what God, what God put on him back there, what God put on him a few moments back there was going to work now. It didn't work over here but it's about to work now. Listen, there are some things that God puts on you or did for you a long time ago and it looked like it wasn't working or hasn't been working. But let me tell you, you have come to the pool today, this morning, in this service, and I feel led by the Holy Ghost to declare and prophesy to somebody, God is about to bring you from dark to light in this place. The enemy is about to get frustrated because he thought what God did way back there in your life, maybe it was when you was a child. Maybe it was in a service 10 years ago. Maybe it was a time the Lord spoke to you and deposited a dream or a vision in you. Maybe it was a word you got from someone or somebody. But it hasn't come to pass yet. And you're discouraged today, but I'm going to tell you the enemy is the one that's about get to get discouraged in this place. And, and the enemy is the one that's about to get frustrated in this place. The enemy thought what God did way back there, that God had forgotten about it and you had too. The enemy and people have laughed at your testimony and joked about the church you attend. They've joked about your beliefs and your vision and your dream. 
But this whole time from when God touched you back there and up until now, you've still been pushing and pressing your way toward the pool. I feel like saying what Paul said. I press toward the mark of the prize for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And nothing people say can keep me from going. And nothing people do to me can keep me from making my way to the pool. I don't know about people in this room, but I've made up my mind. I'm sold out and I'm going all the way for my Jesus today. Come hell or high water, I refuse to stop. I refuse to bend on my knee. I refuse to fall over in agony. I'm gonna get to the pool. I gotta get to the water. I gotta get to the presence of the Lord today. How many's made up their mind you're going all the way? You may still have mud on you. You may look a little crazy today. Hallelujah. And you can't really see where you're going. And you really don't understand it all. But even while I'm preaching, you feel a tugging and a nudging. You feel a dissatisfaction. And it's gnawing at you to come to the pool. Stand with me all over this room today. (laughs) Don't you dare let anybody keep you in the dark any longer. Don't you dare let anyone discourage you any longer, church. I believe if you're not too proud to crawl too high and mighty to stumble too good to have mud on your face and if you'll say God I still want it I believe with all my heart that in this service the things God put on you back there the things He anointed you for back there He's getting ready to release it in you today.